Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams. This is day three of our five days in quarantine series. And thank you guys, you know, for listening to days one and two. If you have not listened to days one and two, you should definitely go back and listen to them. Or you could save them for a rainy day. This quarantine season might be longer than we thought. So, you know, there will be rainy days to come that you can save them for. If you have listened, good for you. This is day three. I hope you're ready because we have a very special guest. My friend, the one and the only, the great, the magnificent, the powerful, the lovely, the makeup connoisseur, the hair goals, the beautiful, the intelligent, the wonderful, the vibrant, Elizabeth Smart! Oh. <laughs> what? what an introduction. <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. Okay, hello. It's so good to be on the side again. Um, it's really cool. I, I'm really happy <laughs> yes. to be a part of this. And she has been here before, you guys. She's been here before. I have. Maybe last year. Yes. Yeah. It was last year, January 30. No, February 20th. 2020 20 something like that. Wow, she has the dates. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, check out that episode. I believe it's called Aquarius <clears throat> something. But you know, just yes, go through your podcast library. It will be there and it says that it's featuring her. So go ahead and listen to that. And today we are going to bring to you guys a story time because those are always fun and relaxing yeah. and they mm-hmm. will take your mind off of the chaos in the world. So we have a story for you guys. Let's jump right in yeah. to this week's Rooted Conversation. Anyway, turn to 2016. Yes. Um... But I remember this was a rainy night. It was a rainy, dark time because we were studying for exams. I don't know what kind of exams. I don't think there were finals, but they were exams. And you remember the DMS, Samuel? Yes, the DMS. That place has my heart. My heart. I have a piece of my heart in the DMS forever. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't been back to AM. I don't know. Maybe go back at one point. And it sucks because now that. My sister's graduating. It's almost kind of like my pool to go back is now dwindled. And on top of that, this whole quarantine thing. Yeah. You know? I'll go back with you. We'll go back with no reason together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll just sit in the DMS. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I remember we were sitting in the DMS, and Papa was there. Y'all know Papa. Yeah. Um, And H.A. was there. I wrote Uche. It's a birthday day, actually. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> and um, we were like, you know what? We're going to go to Whataburger where, you know, after we're done studying. And I say all this to really, I guess, just paint the timing, paint the picture. But we were out. It was late. It was raining. And we got home from, from eating Whataburger. I think it was probably like 1 o'clock or something at night. And all I wanted to do was just go back into my bed, go to sleep, get ready for the next day. And I'm just parked. And this is at Campus Village. You, you remember Campus Village, right? Yes, the good old CV. Yeah. Where did you live at the end? Oh, yeah, it was 2818. What was it? Yeah, I lived at 2818. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, 
So I was just sitting there, and um, I think, like, oh, yeah, because I had Whataburger. No offense, but I think Fafa forgot to throw away her Whataburger. <laughs> and, like, everything So I was in the car just chilling, trying to get things together, get myself together. And my wallet was out of my backpack, too, because I, I asked Fafa to get it out. So I'm just painting the picture in the sense that I was just sitting there for the longest, like, getting everything together before I run outside because mind you not only is it one o'clock at night it is pouring rain yeah so I really want that everything was in my hands you know together so I could sprint for the door for my apartment door and I was parked like pretty far away from my building right so I've been sitting there <laughs> I've been sitting there minding my business getting my stuff I look up and I see this figure like in the distance and I think like now that I think about it yum yum I remember when I was driving in, I think I saw this same figure, but it wasn't until, like, I was sitting down in my car, just, you know, getting my stuff together, is when I saw this figure appear again, right. and it was a man, like, on a bike, like, I saw a bike, I saw a man, yeah, I saw a bike and I saw a man as I was driving in, but when I looked up, all I saw was this man, the bike was gone, I don't know if he talked to this guy somewhere, but it was gone, it was just a man, right. and I was like, oh, like, that's actually... Why is he outside? You know, like, it's the middle of the night. And it's raining. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, why? Why is he out? But I don't know. I didn't give myself, like, much time to process it. I just continued getting my stuff together, coming up with a game plan to make a run for it. Right. For my door, at least. So sitting there looking down, and, and I'm seeing, like, this figure now, this man, approaching the car, like, like walking towards my car, walking towards the leaving office. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, he's... And when I say walking, guys, I mean, like, waddling. Like, it wasn't even, like, a walk. Like, yeah. a strong walk towards the car. It was, like, a waddle towards the car. So all of a sudden, I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this. This is a little weird. <laughs> and, you know, like, when crazy things happen, you're just sitting there just trying to, I guess, process what you're looking at. Right. But I was sitting there, I'm like, what? I'm not thinking, like, maybe I should leave, maybe I should... I'm not thinking of that. I'm just trying to make sense of what I'm seeing. Right. So, waddling, waddling, waddling towards me, getting closer and closer, I'm just like, this man cannot possibly be approaching my car. Like, this man cannot be possibly approaching my car. But he was approaching, y'all, like, approaching... And he gets so close, he's now, like, at my driver's side. Yikes. And I remember just freaking out because I was just like, oh, guys, like, this man, he had his city up, and uh, it sucks so much because I hate that that is, like, the imagery, like, that is what I'm seeing. But it's like, imagine 1 o'clock at night, pouring rain, this guy has this black hoodie on, I can't see his face, I can't see anything, I just know it's, I would like to assume it's a man, mm-hmm. and he's walking towards me, and he gets to my car door, and he starts, like, asking me something I don't know. Y'all, when I tell you, I, as God would have it, my keys were still in the ignition. I think my car was still on, mm-hmm. or something like that. So, when I tell y'all, I sped out of that parking lot, like, I didn't even wait around to ask questions, to ask no, 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 no. I was like, no, nah, I'm too small for this. Right. If you know me, you know I'm five one, tiny, one hundred and fifteen pounds. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I am not. A <laughs> 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 I wouldn't be able to defend myself if if it calls to that. Right. So I definitely sped sped out of there. I called each 
Luce, thank God I had just dropped her off, so she was still, like, awake and stuff. I called her, I was like, Luce, please, I'm rushing to your apartment right now. Like, open your door, I'm coming. And as I was driving, do you remember the connection between Kansas Village and... The Woodlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Uche stayed at the Woodlands at that time? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes I remember, girl. So I'm, I'm being through, and I, I, I feel like it was kind of like, not like a winding road, but it was like, it was a road. All I could imagine is I'm going to look up in my driver, uh, in my rear rear mirror, and I was going to see this guy miraculously find his bike, and we pedaled my I was so scared, guys. I got into my, I got into Uche's house, and I was just, I was just scared. Like, I don't know. I was uncomfortable. I just didn't like that. I didn't like being approached like that in the, in the middle of the night like that. Right. But, y'all, like, my thought was, like, I could not even, this is Kansas Village. It's a student living apartment. Right. So, technically, there should be no trespassers. There should be no, like, you know, like, anybody who's living there, like, they're students. Like, whether they're an undergrad or grad school regardless of students and that guy was not a student like right. he was older than that for sure by the time I, I was able to see him closer and I just felt so bad because I remember the thought like I don't even want to even call the police like at all because I just didn't even want to give the police a chance to come in and shoot the man because I know that that is what would come next yeah you know? and that's the sad part mm. but yeah, it wasn't until many weeks later, or maybe a week later. <laughs> it was like a week. It was not a long time after. That I remember, because I feel like I don't have such a good memory. So for the fact that when it was my turn, your story was still so fresh, makes me believe mm-hmm. that it was like no more than a week later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So... You go ahead and tell me what happened on your end. I barely remember, so I'm going to try my best. (laughs) I'm going to try my best, but you're going to have to probably fill in the gaps. So, thank you. So, um, about a week later, um, I, I remember mine was really, really late at night, almost super early in the morning. Or am I getting two stories? Yes, it was. Right? So it was probably like 4 a.m. or something because I still have terrible sleeping habits. Like, it's just bad. I'll be on campus forever. So I was coming back to my apartment, and um, I don't even remember. I came back. I parked. At 2818, I parked, and I was about to get in the house. I don't remember even if I went outside or not, Elizabeth. I really don't remember. I just you remember. Did. I can tell you that right now. You did not go in the house. Okay, yeah. But I remember speaking to the man. He came to my car as well, and um, I think I was just really confused as to what was going on, but he was telling me, like, he needed... Um, he needed help. I don't know if he needed, like, a he ride. He your car, and he knocked on your door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knocked on my window. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. So, this is, like, 4 in the morning. He knocked on my window, and I foolishly 
engage in conversation, but I did not put my window down. I remember I was like, yeah, I was talking to him through the window and he was trying to explain to me that, uh, his car like wasn't working uh, across the road and his, uh, I think like his wife and his kid were in the car. And I don't remember if he was asking for, to borrow my phone or if he was asking for a ride. I don't remember that part, but I was still talking to him through my window, and he was communicating to me through through the the car window. And I don't even remember how I escaped that situation or what ended up happening. Oh, yes, I do. So I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, bye. And <laughs> um, I was just sitting in the car praying, and I, I think uh, I probably texted you or Abigail or, like, my roommates, but no one was awake. And I was just in my car praying and thinking, like, okay, I hope he's gone. I don't know how long I'm going to wait in my car at 4 in the morning, but I'm going to have to make it into my apartment tonight. Like, I'm not sleeping in my car, especially if he's just going to pop up to my window again and be like, oh, since you're still here or something. Um, And the rest is really kind of a blur because I know I ended up, or maybe did I go to someone's house? No. <laughs> you he knocked on your window. He asked you for a ride. He asked you for or he asked you for money, right? That's what we kind of agreed on. Uh-huh. He asked it was a long conversation. Yeah, we were really there talking. <laughs> engaging like through the glass. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason I don't understand that my love Yamio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think to like drive away like I was obviously still in the car keys and ignition but he just startled me like if you he knocked on my window and he he came probably saying like like I mean no harm I remember I'm sorry I remember he was saying that he was asking multiple people or something like that yeah and I remember we were like this is not the way that you convince people for help like I don't know yeah, I remember now. And I remember finally just um, covering myself with the blood of Jesus and then running into the apartment and then uh, f- sleeping. I don't know how I was able to sleep so peacefully, but I slept. And uh, when I told my mom the next day, she was so upset. Like, she was really, really upset. Really? Yeah, I remember she was really mad because I spoke to him and because he knew where I lived and because I didn't leave. You know, like, she was like, he probably saw you walk into your apartment because our apartment was on the first floor. And my mom hated that I would always go through the back door when, <laughs> when I walked in because the back door was literally, that. yeah, it was my bedroom and it faced, like, not the street because we had a long drive drive in, but if anybody was lurking, they would see like me going into my apartment, and she hated that. I remember, but um, she was mad because she was like, "Yeah, I man, you don't think like you should have." Um, she was really saying like I should have just gone driven around or gone to a friend's house. I was like, literally, I live with my friends first of all, and everyone's asleep. <laughs> Like, everybody's asleep. <laughs> so, um, but looking back, it, I'm so glad that you brought this story back to my attention because I completely forgot that this happened. And I feel like I forgot about this story 
that year. Like after it all, it was all over with and we went like back home for the summer and came back. I was done with that story. But I remember being um, back home in the valley. This was... And I think you might remember, because I think you might have called me out on it in a in a loving way, because I think I saw, I was at HEB in, my, in the Valley, and uh, like someone who was asking for money came to me and in a, like startled me pretty much in the parking lot. And it was nighttime, because I remember, yes, I was going to, Ross and HEB are connected, and HEB closed, and I was like, I'll just go to Ross, because I, I really was just shopping around. Anyways, the guy comes to my car and startles me. And I remember getting on Snapchat at the time and being like, uh, pretty much going on a rant, which I'm trying to limit because of this moment. Um, I went on this rant and was talking about like, no, I know you have. Like, I went on this rant, and I was talking about, like, uh, I hate when people do this. I probably said, like, homeless people or something and wasn't really sensitive about my wording. And I was just, like, I was just, like, expressing how angry I was. And I feel like it was you, and I know definitely uh, Cody m- responded to, like, my snap and was, like, yo, that's not right. And then I was. Really? Yes. I Yes, it was either, I know for sure Cody did, and I felt at the time, like, um, I I felt bad that he was, like, frowning upon me, because, you know, I was kind of trying to make a better, a good impression or whatever, but I felt so disappointed because of the way my rant was, the way I was just speaking about him and not being sensitive to, like, his situation or his circumstance or what is even causing him to come to me and ask for something. But now that you brought this story to my attention, I remember, like, we were scared. We were so scared. And in a way, like, you cannot expect me to just give you everything I have. And, like, I can't be the mo- my most ideal, like, sympathetic in that position, especially if it's late at night, if you scare me, like, in, with a guy at in College Station, um, like, I'm just reminded that, you know, although the situation or his circumstance might have been um, unfortunate or kind of sad, I didn't even have the opportunity to, like, be sympathetic or empathetic because I was so scared. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a wee little child. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that I feel like that's really the struggle for, like, Woman, you know, like in in nightly settings like that, it's homeless guy or not. It's like I don't think people understand the fear that mm. woman has when it comes down to things like that. It's like we're so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's not even a matter of just being stabbed or killed. Will he rape me? Will he, you know, attack me? It's like there's so many fears that women have that are just so unique to women that I feel like. I just feel like it's just not understood sometimes. Yeah. And I'm really not opposed to asking for help. Like, who knows what his story is, but it's like, I just wish he approached it differently. Yeah. Like, as woman, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I felt like it makes me so sad because I never want to be someone who's like, I don't know, not 
loving and caring of just citizens of the world. But in my rant, I know was probably very like distasteful and just, uh, what's it called? Like to, it, it was just a lot of emotion. I didn't really think about it. And I I remember deleting it and feeling so embarrassed. Like, people already seen it, and here I go deleting it. But whatever. Um, I don't know. It, that's crazy. And it's crazy, back to our story, that a week later, I wonder if he's still, if he's, if that's happened to anyone else, if anyone else listening is like, oh, my gosh, that happened to me. I know that guy on the bike. Oh, my goodness. What? I got the story like in my head again like about something similar where I feel like a lot of the girls that A&M experienced I don't know if you experienced this though tell me I don't know okay well um I remember it was my freshman year of of college at A&M and I was living at the stack shout out to the stack oh Um, yeah (laughs) it was right behind the Chipotle and McDonald's on University if you remember yes and um I remember I was at McDonald's and I don't know what I was doing. I think it was on my laptop and I was just minding my business. I don't know if I had food or not, but I was just minding my business and this man approaches me. I think I was in the line and this man approached me and I remember he was Nigerian. I mean, you, you can tell like, you know, you're fellow Africans, you can just tell. Yeah. So I really thought like, I don't know, like, the way that this guy approached me with all authority, I really thought that he was, um, that he knew my dad or something. I just really expected, like, oh, you know, it's your dad, you know, such and such. Like, that's what I was expecting. Right. But I was just like, oh, are you Nigerian? And that's usually the common question. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I am. He says, okay, nice. Um, Maybe some questions about what he's studying or whatever, whatever. Eventually, this um, conversation end up moving to the si- sitting area, I think. <laughs> and um, so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, okay, this is this is weird. But he's just like, yeah. So are you studying? Are you you know what are you studying? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing whatever I was doing at the time. And um, and he was just like, oh, well, you know, you need to do well. You need to focus and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, like great encouragement, like awesome, yes, and he was like, you know, make your parents proud, because I'm sure they came here to give you guys a better life, and I just think, like, everything he was saying was spot on, perfect, like, the perfect little dose of encouragement I needed to continue the rest of my evening studying, right, Mm -hmm. and I really thought it was going to stop there, until he asked me, like, where I lived, yeah, he asked me where I lived, and I was like, oh, um, I just live, like, right around, like, this one of these apartments here. And he was like, oh, like, he's like, oh, do you have, like, a roommate? And I said, um, I think at the time, oh, you remember, girl. I my do. Roommate up and up. So. I do. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yeah, um, technically no. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, I asked because I'm actually looking for a roommate and what? I was wondering if maybe you want to come and move in with me. What? And we could split the, mm-hmm, split the rent and everything and it would be really cheap. I was like, um, no things. Like, no, no things. Like, he just kept, like, begging me, like, trying to, like, convince me. Like, you know, like, I think it would work. It would be better. Like, we could, you know, I'm in grad school. So, and I was like, um, I don't, 
you know, I was packing up, packing up because I was about to dash for the door. I was like, this is so inappropriate. Like, why are you asking me to move in with you? And y'all, I didn't even tell you my the guy's age. I'm saying like 50-something. 50-something. Really? No, like half of my dad's age mate, something like that. 50-something old man, old man. And I was like, that is insane. I, I just left and I was really like, just creeped out because I didn't want him to find me again. <laughs> like, you know, like, so I, I, I made sure to stay with him. I was gone. I didn't think I even went there for a while because I just didn't want him to come around again. And I ended up talking cheeky about this. Mm-hmm. Remember? And I remember Gigi and I talked about it and she was like, oh yeah, that exact thing happened to me and my friend. Like that yep. same man mm-hmm. asked them like, you know, to move in or whatever. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. Really? It's no. crazy. Like this world that is was broad daylight. Broad daylight, I'm sure. And I feel like guys, no matter what age, they have they have no fear. Like they have no fear or they're really predators out there. Like that could have been the case of maybe he surely did need a roommate, but sir, you have no fear. You're just asking random people on the street to live with you. And if yeah, if yeah if not that then you probably are a predator and you're just trying to get people in your house so you can chop up their bodies or something so both both routes are very very disheartening and very absurd but I just feel like it, I've seen it so many times in different age, different color, different size, different form. Guys will just be so quick to be like, like, live with me or where do you live or come over or stay, stay the night. And I'm just like, bro, like, what's my name? Oh, oh my God. Don't even get me started. What's my name? Like, you, you, and as you always say, like, I could be crazy. I, I could be crazy. <laughs> I could kill you in your sleep. I could, you, I could literally kill you. And you wouldn't know it. I could have killed three people that same day. Right. <laughs> Right, you would have no idea. But that, for real, that has to be a story for another day because I, like, between you and I alone, we have probably mm-hmm. dozens of encounters like that, whether they're from creepy old men or our mates, our age mates, we have dozens of stories like that. And then that's just you and me alone, not to talk of, like, our friends, our sisters, our extent, our our moms, like it's yeah. just, it's like, it's very concerning. It's very concerning. Like I feel like, I feel like it's like on a global scale. Like these things kind of happen at a pandemic level, just like this coronavirus. <laughs> It's yes. true. Like, the CDC needs to make a report about these dudes acting like stranger danger don't exist. Oh. Exactly. And and just going back to it, like, that was during broad daylight, but I, I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I was so scared that you would just find me. I mean, after all, like, I was living in that relative area. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that hard, you know? Yeah. Not that many black people out here. Like, right. <laughs> oh, no. It was just, it was just scary. So, guys, let's just be aware. <laughs> and I don't even know what to even say. What is this not? Let's not. Yeah. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Period. People, people's shoes. Like, try 
try to empathize. Yeah. Even if you're not a woman, like, read. Like, teach yourself about these experiences so that you know how to approach a woman if that's what you really want to do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, girl, like like I said, this is a whole like a whole thing that will be discussed in the near future for yes, sure. I can't wait because I think it really does need to be discussed. I'm surprised you haven't talked about that topic yet. Maybe. No, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. I try to stay away from talking about guys too much because um, I don't want to be one to put blanket statements because I don't want yeah. people putting blanket statements on me. But at the rate that it's been going, like I said, pandemic levels, these guys acting senseless, <laughs> acting senseless, it might have to be, I might have to bend my own rule a little bit and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Girl, do you. I'll be listening regardless. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was good. Oh, I love my friend. I love her, too. I had no idea about the whole rock story. Yeah, girl. But then I remember this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, but not sorry. Y'all can't just be sneaking up on me like that. Like, and expect me to just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, here's $5. No. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for your situation, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, and I can't feel too sorry for you when you have scared the shit out of me. Ugh. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyways, um, we hope you guys enjoyed our little story time. If, you know, if you've had similar experiences, let us know. You know, when you repost this episode on your social platforms or whatever, let us know. Put in, like, oh, my gosh, same, sis. Anyways... Without further ado, let's jump right in to today's Reflection Points. I know, I do too. I always feel nervous. Yeah. He's like, I know, child, I know. Um, okay, well, with coronavirus obviously being the main topic of discussion all day, every day, these past weeks, couple of weeks or so, we wanted to just talk about some positives. I know there's been a lot, a lot of negativity floating around, a lot of fear, uncertainty, completely understood, like, completely understood. But I figured this would be a good time for us to share some of the ups and what's been happening around the world. And shout out to Tisha. Um, y'all know the owner of Third Wave. Third Wave. Uh, shout out to Third Wave. Yes, yes, yes. I have been seeing a lot of things on Twitter. I loved that she posted something that had everything just listed out on one post, on one page. So I want to kind of go through a couple of them. And some of these are actually domestic updates, domestic developments. Mm -hmm. So one of them, we'll just go through it, but one of them was that Cleveland Clinic, Cleveland, Ohio, um, developed a COVID-19 test that gives results in hours, not days. Oh. And I didn't even realize that, yeah, like, that uh, these tests were days. Like, you would have to wait days to get results. Yeah. You know, so the fact that we can get it in hours allows people to move swiftly, move accordingly, um, and that's really good. Yeah. There is a San Diego biotech company that's developing a COVID-19 vaccine in collaboration with Duke University, the National University of Singapore. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We're going internationally here, partnering up with people around the globe because 
other people are making great advancements, so it's good that we are collaborating with them because at the end of the day, this is a world problem. Right. It's not us versus them. Whoever got it, we need all their help, all their advice. So that's good. Um, let's read a couple more because she has a long list here. Um, in China, an 103-year-old um, Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for six days. Wow. Shout out to Granny. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, That's amazing. That's not even granny. That's great, great grandma. Shout out to great, great, great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, yeah. China has closed down its last coronavirus hospital because there's not enough new cases to support them. Yes. Amazing. Wow, amazing progress support. Um, and I have one. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so um, the Rio Grande Valley, um, where I'm from, yes, the good old RGV, uh, we haven't had, well, since the last time I checked, which was like on Monday, we didn't have any reported cases of coronavirus. However, you know, like there's been limits to the amount of tests available and stuff like that. And uh, Star County, Janae, Janae told me this, but Star County, which uh, the Rio Grande Valley is made up of, I think, three counties. Star County is like one of the smaller counties, um, oftentimes overlooked counties. Star County okay. was the first county of the Rio Grande Valley to have drive-through testing for um COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm proud of Star County, specifically Star County, because in the RGV, like, Hidalgo County is kind of where, like, all the major hospitals are, and, like, you know, that's, they're kind of, like, the mega county, Uh, so the fact that, like, this more rural county is really uh, being extremely progressive and proactive and very, like, has demonstrated, I think, the most concern for their county. I'm really proud of he, of Star County. And it just goes to show, like, I love little, like, little towns, little communities, because you will really fight for your community, like, in such... Absolutely. Yeah, when you're so intimate and you're so small, you will really fight for your community members. And Star County did just that. So that's another progress yeah. report. Shout out to them. Yes. That's really good. That's really good. And even three Maryland coronavirus patients actually recovered, too. Yeah. And are able to return to everyday life. Yay. So, by the grace of God, we are beating this. People are recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thank God, like, we're making progress. Yeah. So. There's. I like that you made that this reflection point for today because I think sometimes when there's a lot of panic or a lot of anxiety, we forget to be grateful for little things. And in this case, like a lot of big things, like this, these little victories, they're not small. They they make um, their steps in the right direction so that the whole world can see improvements and of course, eventually um, survive this and overcome um, this this trying time. So shout out, shout out to all of us, like to everyone, all the nations, all the all the continents, all the states, all the counties doing their part and making steps in the right direction. We will fight this. We will beat this. Amen. There we go. We will. We will. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I'm grateful. 
Yay. Thank you, Elizabeth, for this. I keep wanting to say this week, but it's today's reflection point. Let us jump right in to this day's... Today's Gine Shine Goals Edition. <laughs> okay, so as you guys know, we have been doing um, our Gine Shine has been uh, somebody I have highlighted as hashtag goals for a specific genre or a specific topic. And I've been doing that uh, so I can highlight certain black women that I look up to that are role models on social media or in our communities. And on Monday, we did um, vulnerability goals and we featured Lauren Speed Hamilton. Then yesterday, we had authenticity goals and Sarah Jakes Roberts was our highlight. And today, I want to shout out my squad goals. And I feel like it's so appropriate because I have, you know, in this episode, Elizabeth has been talking with me and she's definitely like, um, so I'm part of like my intimate circle, my best friend, someone that I feel it exemplifies true friendship and how, um, healthy relationships and friendships should be. Like, this girl's always there for me through the good, the bad, always there to laugh with me, correct me, and love me at the same time. So I think my friends have been goals when it comes to squad goals anyways. But the two women that I'm going to dedicate this guy in shine to um, definitely serve as a model on a on a larger scale, you know, because Elizabeth and I, we're, we don't got like millions of followers or whatever, but Lovey, Lovey and Yvonne, Lovey, um, Ajaya and Yvonne Orgy, they're definitely squad goals because I don't know if y'all listen to Jesus and Jalof, but you definitely should. And that is just like their conversations there are just a glimpse of their friendship. I know like we don't really know their life or whatever, but just by how they have demonstrated and portrayed themselves on social media through their podcast, like they 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 really exemplify true friendship in my opinion. Like they're super honest with each other. They're very transparent. They they uh, make sacrifices for one another. They understand one another like if someone's busy or whatever, they're very um understanding and willing to compromise like they they really exemplify squad goals so lovey and yvonne get today's gine shine do you have anything to add no i love them i really really do and listening to them just feels so familiar because like how you said i I feel like i see my own friendships and their friendships Mm -hmm. and for y'all if you haven't listened to them please do like I'll just put a smile on your face. Great people, great woman after God's heart as well. They show me that you can have it all, you know? Yeah. They really simplify that. So I love them. I'm so glad that they are today's great time. Yay, yay, yay. So that's pretty much it. We made it through three segments of the podcast for day three of our five days in quarantine. Um, thank you, Elizabeth, for being here with us. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, oh my goodness. I didn't even give my three things at the beginning. 
But it's okay, because here we are at the end. We can give our three things to never forget. And those are number one, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Number two, trust God. Amen. Number three, distance. Distance mm-hmm. is good for the soul. Mm-hmm. So you guys, that's been another another day in quarantine um, featuring Elizabeth. You guys, she has a YouTube channel. Y'all have nothing to do. Go ahead, watch her videos. I will leave the link to her channel in the episode notes. And she's a baddie on her Instagram, so I'll definitely leave that link as well. Um, so you can show her some love, subscribe to her channel, do all the things that you are supposed to do as a supportive woman who is trying to be the woman of her dreams right now in the present. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Honestly, guys, like Yamil has put in so much work into this podcast and I'm just so proud at how much she's able to accomplish this far. I love you too. And I love you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. And I'll see y'all tomorrow or I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Um, Yeah. Bye bye.